0: Biz Coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for the week. I hope you're all doing great. I'm celebrating here because, um, as announced yesterday, apparently I get to bring someone into my bubble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who to pick. The pressure. I think I'm picking my cleaner, but I don't know. The pressure, uh, housekeeping quickly, the social media confidence for yoga teachers round number, whatever we're up to starts on, uh, next week, next Tuesday. So if you haven't got in yet and you would like to actually enjoy social media, you would like to actually use it to connect with people, make friends call in new students in a way that feels easeful and joyful know what to write not take god help me 45 minutes to do a freaking instagram post i love you uh get yourself signed up amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social got a week to get yourself in amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social I'm not gonna lie people freaking love that course so if you haven't done it yet it's 200 Australian dollars don't be cheap just sign up we'll have fun four weeks you'll know exactly what to do and uh I don't know you would have to really be watching the recordings in reverse or something to not see a benefit in your socials okay so onwards today I want to talk about uh, a situation that came up in the Keep Growing Mastermind. So you may know that I have this special group of people and um, the, they're, they're called, we're called the Keep Growing Mastermind. And, um, you know, my job is to support them to take their business to the next level. And something, I, th- I thought something that was actually useful for everybody sort of came up. Uh, last week so essentially we were talking about how to welcome new people into classes how to how to continue to make a membership site appear attractive Uh, you know things are changing the it appears from the feedback I've heard from everybody that online is decreasing in interest as people get computer and screen fatigue Um, And this seems to be, uh, (laughs) doesn't seem to be highly dependent on where you are on the planet. seems to be a trend that's kind of happening everywhere. So how do, for those yoga teachers who have decided that, hot damn, I love this online thing, how do I keep doing that? How do we start to make those memberships, monthly memberships look attractive when now uh, the appeal has moved away from the internet back to in person and your students might not be thinking that, 50 bucks or 30 quid or whatever you're charging is appealing anymore. So we were having this conversation in the keep growing mastermind about how to improve a sales page. And I have a colleague who has a membership situation and I was talking with her the other day and she's just launched it. So it's all sparkly and new. And she was telling me about her sales targets and they were, let's just say big and, um, And so, and I knew that she's a classy lady and her graphics always look great. And so I typed into, we have a Facebook group in the Key Growing Mastermind and I typed in there, hey, here's the example I was talking about that if you want to crush it with your membership site, here's a good example to use, right? Like here's a, here's a, here's a membership page. That's, that's, that's looking shazammy. And then this happened. No, no, not no, let me say it differently. And then there and then there was presented an opportunity for the people who in the key growing mastermind who the post um you know was relevant to <clears throat> were at a crossroad. Compare and despair. Or what I want to talk about today, which is essentially making comparisonitis the guru. So let me just say from the outset that I really get, as you can probably, this is so not going to be a surprise if you're a regular listener. I get, uh, irrationally pissed off when people use the word guru out of context. He's the WordPress guru. He's a total dog training guru. Um, I don't know, like whatever else he's the how to clean your gutters guru. Really? Okay, so I am now, know, I, like I said, I, I, I get pissed off about that in a unrealistic, hyperbolic fashion. I'm sure you can imagine. I mean, can we really? Anyway, let's move on. Jesus was a guru. The guy who cleans your roof, not a guru. Anyway, like I said, I can get a little bit heated about the misuse <laughs> of that term. I recognize that, at least in my understanding, it is a profound role. Essentially, it's someone who has, you know, been there and come back. That's my understanding of it. Someone who can bring the dark into the, take you from the darkness to the light, not because they've got a torch on their phone, but because they've actually been there and decided to come back and help us. I'm talking Bodhisattva kind of situation. That's not Patrick Swayze. That's the real deal. There you go. There's your old fashioned Amy's old pop culture reference for the podcast. Ding. If you're listening to the Abundant Yoga Teacher as a drinking game, it's time to chug. Okay, let's move on. So I want to just excuse myself because I am using the term in the shitty way that pisses me off. It, sort of. Okay, here's what I'm saying. When faced with that opportunity, when you're faced at that, you're in that T intersection of, okay, this, obviously what I'm now looking at is a hell of a lot better than what I've done. Here are my two opportunities. One, duvet. Empty carbs, maybe crumbs on the, you know, the breasts are for catching crumbs, maybe that whatever your vice is, iced vovos, I don't know, whatever you do, that compare and despair or, this is what I'm encouraging you, believe. this is where we're going, observational learning, observational learning. So today I want to suggest to you that, in fact, every time you are confronted with that, when you come to the T junction of I could just hate myself and do the whole. I'm never gonna get that. Why do I even bother? She's so amazing. I could not. That, you know it, right? Like there's a whole set of mantras. There's like 108 names of, (laughs) like 108 names of the goddess, Ishvari, or there's 108 names or phrases of shit talk that could happen for you when you come up to that moment what I want to talk about today is how instead you could choose observational learning. Observational learning. Nerd alert, we're going to do a little bit of technology talk. How can you apply observational learning, as I've got written here in my notes, to squeeze the juice? So let's go back to the scenario I was talking about, top of the hour, about, uh, well, top of the hour for me, it could be any old time for you, where, um, keep going mastermind, okay, great, we want to, We want to, my my fabulous masterminder, she wants to not only retain her current members, monthly members, but grow them up the wazoo. How do we make it rather than just what it was, which is a, whoa, shit, it's locked down, just pay me by the month and let's do yoga together while the world falls apart, which was essentially all she needed for a sales page, you know, two months ago into something that's, holy shit, I can't, I got to get that, that looks amazing, that looks amazing. So I presented her with an example and in fact, uh, you know, we road tested it because when I posted the link, someone else in the Keep Growing Mastermind in her much more polite version said, holy shit, that's amazing, that's amazing, how can I get some? But when we actually looked at the page and broke it down, what my client is offering was about three times as much content per month as what this particular page is offering. So the value... Is higher with what my client is offering, not what is listed on this very good looking, very good looking sales page. So it's not actually the product that is in question. What we're seeing here. <laughs> don't do it, Amy. If you if you're wondering, if you're also if you're totally on my wavelength and you just had that Use Your Illusions one album cover pop up. DM me, but for everybody else, that was that was not an arsenal for you. What we're seeing here is a missed opportunity. The sales page that I shared was amazing, and she is making an obscene amount of fabulous money, and she's offering about a third of the value that my client is making, who is who is having a hard time and taking it personally every time someone unsubscribes from her monthly membership. Why is it that my client is fearful of financial struggle, where my colleague is like, cha-ching, cha-ching, getting the gold and crystal encrusted sticky mat because she's rolling in it. Well, that's because my colleague is fucking amazing at graphic design. One, she has invested to, whether it was her or she paid someone or whatever, but that page looks incredible it is seriously compelling you do just want it without even knowing what's in it it's a great looking page so there's that and then what she it's also a really really long sales page even though it's only like 25 dollars a month it's a long page with lots of different sections and just reiterating and reiterating and reiterating in a whole bunch of different ways why this is the best thing you could possibly do with your $25 per month. So she is crushing it on the look of this thing. For her target audience, it is exactly what they want to buy. The graphics, the photos of her, the font, the color, the gold stuff, the shininess, all of it is, is magnetic for the people that she would like to invite into this membership. So she has done her market research. She really knows her people. The page is long so that she's giving herself space with her copy and her layout to approach why this is a great deal from a whole bunch of different angles. Here's some benefits, like here's the community, here's a bit of my story, here's the breakdown of the elements, here's the different spaces, here's how the pricing works, here's your different pricing options, here's some more testimonials, here's some more benefits about why it's great, here's a special bonus offer. Lots and lots and lots of information with multiple opportunities along the way to skip to the part where you put in your credit card. It's a great looking page. Who knows, this is important. I mean, I suspect because I know her, but seriously, who knows just from looking at the page if the product is any, any good? None of us. None of us know that. Unless you are her student, you have experienced her teachings, None of us, by looking at that page, know if she's any good or not. But we all suspect it because the page looks amazing. And conversely, look at my client's page. You could make some judgment about her capacity. Now, I do know about her teaching and it is exceptional. Nuanced, sophisticated, wise, compassionate, warm, like, you know, it's, it's the real deal. It's fantastic. But compared to the page, not so much. Like I said, she's got the page right now that says, you know me already. You already know what I'm like. I'm not working very hard to tell you that this is a good deal. So come on, let's just keep on trucking COVID. Little wonder people who don't know her yet aren't looking at that and going, oh my God, I don't even know what this is, but I want it. So to paint the picture of the, the, the differences between these two pages, it's not about the product. It is not about you. It is not about what you're offering. It is not about how good you are or what a good person you are or if you're ever going to be successful or any of it. This is not about you. This is about the technology that my colleague is using versus my client. And here's where observational learning gets to be your best this is where comparisonitis becomes the guru rather than something to be avoided. I want you to lean in to comparisonitis. Can you believe I'm saying that? I want you to go get it for yourself with clear and limited intention. And let me explain. I want you to go seek out, find, foster comparisonitis so that you can apply observational learning observational learning and i'm going to tell you next about what that is so observational learning is guess what learning by observing oh my god really i never would have guessed and it's got four stages i like things that you can count on your hands it's very traditional (laughs) oral tradition just keep it on my fingers so here we go The first step is attention, paying attention, paying attention to what someone else is doing. So when I posted up that link to my colleagues, whiz, bang, bells and whistles, oh my God, I've got to have it sales page. Step one for my client is to choose observational learning over compare and despair. Holy fuck, that's very different. And then instead of going, and i suck she gets to go how can i learn from observing this incredible opportunity here is a page that is phenomenal why would we dive under the duvet and do, and swear to never look at it again when we could actually pull it up take notes get all over it and learn from it not to copy and plagiarize cuz that's gross and i'm in the situation in my business where that happens to me regularly and it sucks and I was never nice enough to Stacy Louise when it was happening to her because it's actually awful. Uh, we don't we never want to do that to anybody else. If you've ever thought that you came a little too close to word for wording it from a colleague, stop it. If it made you feel a little bit icky, it was because it was icky. Let's all decide here, this is a sidebar, let's all decide here that we'll never rip off each other's stuff. But we can learn from it. We can, like I said before, squeeze the juice. So step one, my client goes, chooses learning over duvet. Okay. Observational learning. Let's do this. Then she has the four step observational learning process. And that's what I want to teach you today. Step one is attention. Notice, pay attention. What's going on here? So if we come back to the example, she pulls up the page. You could, this is for everybody. Like get your notepad out and start at the top of that sucker and spend a half an hour, an hour looking at it. What's she doing? What's working? What do you love? What are you noticing more than just that? What's immediately apparent to you? What are you noticing underneath? Wow, she's got multiple sign up buttons, huh? She uses these phrases repeatedly. She's got a lot of white space between the text She's using photos of herself more than photos of other people. She's using different fonts in different ways. She's using a text that the color, font color, that's really easy to read on screen. She's got these additional bonuses. She's got some kind of time bound reason to buy. Oh, look, she's got testimonials in three different places and they talk about three different things. She's using nice buttons and vectors to to jump to different parts of the page be attentive look watch see what she's doing and then so that's step 1 pay attention don't don't withdraw from this situation it's such a perfect opportunity to learn you know this is beginner's mind drop all of your drama and lean in what's she doing the second point is retention so this is where i want you to get it down like what's going on here take notes. What are you learning? Keep this information so that you can continue to, so that you've got access to it. You're making your own little how to do a good sales page manual. It's not. Don't just look at it. Take notes. Retain this stuff. Develop for yourself a go-to guide on how people who are doing it better than you are doing it so that you can do it better than you are doing it in this current moment like what does you sales page 2.0 look like retain the information by jotting it down this is important study the out of that thing and take notes retain it step number three in the observational learning sequence is reproducing it so okay you've looked at everything she's doing You've taken down a whole lot of notes about what it is. No, I'm not saying copy her copy or, fake, you know, mock up her photographs, but notice lots of photographs of her face, interesting graphics that are on brand for her color palette, evocative names that seem to appeal to these types of people. Reproduce those qualities. Use what you've retained. Get your notes And start to do what she's doing in your way, in your version. It's not going to be exactly the same. My client, her sales page is never going to be the same as as my colleagues because for one, they offer completely different styles of yoga. Two, they have wholly different personalities. Three, very different target markets. Four, completely different looking brands. Five, design style guides, radically different. Six different price point, different inclusions. They're never going to be the same, but you can reproduce what you've retained in a way that is appropriate for your business. Step one: notice attention. Notice what are they doing? What's different? What really draws your eye? What uh, what's sucking on your page that she seems to be crushing? Two retention. Write that shit down. This is also becoming a document that points out your former weaknesses. Like if you know that you tend to just write really bunchy, tight, copious amounts of copy that no one can read on screen. And then you see another sales page that seems to be selling everything easily and with joy. And the copy is kind of like a one sentence per paragraph situation with lots of white space. You need to write that down so that you can remind yourself not to do it in your old way, but to do it in the new way. Step number three, reproduce it. You've got your little guidebook. You've written yourself your manual based on best practice, word Alert, best practice. Now go make yours. Reproduce, implement what you've learned. Go do it. And then step number four is motivation. You've got to want the outcome. You've got to want to sell this thing. You've got to want to fill up whatever it is that you're working on. You've got to want to really see that change. Without the motivation, it doesn't count. You're not going to, you're not going to reap the benefits. You've got to want it. Like my client, she really wants to have. Not that many more, but a certain number more members per month. It will change her life, having certainty that that money is coming in from her membership every month. Radically different life opportunities from that small thing. She is highly motivated to implement this stuff. Without that motivation, you can be, without the motivation at any point along this four step journey, you can be. Um, you know, rerouted back to the duvet. Oh God, too hard. Nah, I'm out. I'm going to have to go take new photos again with my selfie stick. Oh, I just, oh God, I've got like lockdown body, lockdown face, lockdown. (laughs) I do have lockdown here. Um, I can't do it. Forget about it. I'm just going to struggle along. I'm going to go find my money somewhere else, AKA not find my money. I know I've done this for too long to believe all of those things. So You need to be motivated because the compare compare and despair is fierce for a lot of people. DM me if that's you. If compare and despair can take you out, then in order to use comparisonitis as your guru, as your big teacher, as your vehicle to go from stuck to stunning, you've got to really want the outcome. The motivation has to be fierce. Otherwise, you could become, you know, fall victim to to old patterns, could fall victim to old patterns. So there you have it. Let me go through it all again to make sure that this one's clear. The purpose of the podcast for today is to provide a different lens for considering comparisonitis. There has been a number of posts in the in various different groups of mine where yoga teachers have gone into shutdown, limited thinking, self-doubt, despair, who am I to type thinking when they've been confronted by a peer. What I want you to be able to do is to use that trigger to... Uh, start a different thinking process rather than it for rather than it triggering a contraction response I want it to trigger an expansion response for you so that the comparisonitis becomes um, a tool for growth and a tool for business growth and prosperity and learning rather than some kind of arduous inner turmoil some kind of existential crisis like we don't like we need that right now we don't so what I would love for you is that over time you work this muscle the response to the trigger of (gasps) compare comparisonitis rather than despair you go to observational learning that your response when you encounter someone who's doing the same thing that you're doing and better, you go, awesome, opportunity to learn. That's what I want your response to be rather than, oh, fuck, what am I doing? I'm a loser. I'm never going to make it. I should have stayed a librarian. I knew that my mum was right. Don't do that. Instead, I want you to go, yes, like rub your hands together. Put them over for your eyes if you want to. That's a shivananda thing. But for everybody else, just rub your hands together with glee because you get to learn something. Hot damn, look at this woman. She is out there. She is going for it. Right. How can I look at what she's doing and learn? How can I apply the four principles of observational learning to really get what I'm looking for in my way, in my business, so I can show up? serve more, generate greater abundance, you know, pursue my dharma. So when you first hit comparisonitis, when you get to the T intersection, you're going, yes, instead of, oh, God, gut lurch. Again, the four stages of this observational learning approach, one, attention, paying attention, observing what they're doing, what's going on, what's working here. What's she doing? You know, this is not just for sales pages. I mean, I say this all the time to people who are following my marketing style. You want to know, you want to do it like I'm doing it? Look at what I'm doing. Um, you've got teachers. What are they doing? Follow along. Look at what, what's working for them. Um, you want to get more interaction on your social media? Go find people who have heaps of interaction on their social media. What are they doing? Step two, retention get it down, write it down, C- keep a log for yourself so that you can go back to it and continue to implement it. You need to be able to retain this information so that you can continue to use it. And not only just the, the facts of it, like what's in the notebook, but also just when you do this, it's also reprogramming your brain so that next time you're confronted with someone who's so much better, you just go, cool. Yes. You don't even come close to, oh my God, duvet. You know, working the, working the pathways, working the pathways so that every time you're confronted with someone who is shitting all over what you're doing, you can just say, Hey, thanks. Excellent. Look at me go. I am going to learn from this. Stage three, reproduction. Make your version of it. Implement what you've discovered. Don't copy. Gross. Gross. But use your version of it. My client is never going to go make this thing that my colleague is, I mean, it would just be stupid. She would, it would just, no one would buy it because, I mean, she wouldn't buy it of herself. It would it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but she's going to make her version of it based on what she's learned. This can be true for you. Go implement it. Implement it. Reproduce what you've seen work in your own way. Don't copy, not even a little bit. Wait till it happens to you. It's gross. Don't do that to people. It's stealing. You don't do that, a You're not allowed to steal people's shit, and that includes what they write on their websites. But you do get to make your own version of it, right? And that's very, very cool. So go make it, do it, implement it. And then point number four so that this actually works and you don't have, you're not, uh, you know, overcome by self doubt or second guessing or who am I to? You need the motivation. If you don't want it enough, you won't be able to use comparisonitis in this way. The motivation has to be so strong that even though it may feel uncomfortable until it doesn't, you are prepared to do it anyway. Like I said about my client, when she gets these targets because she implements what she can learn from that sales page so much else in her life gets better. And I know she, if she's listening, she knows who she is and she going to, I'm not overstating it. You've got to be motivated because the negative self-talk for so many of us is loud and it needs to be offset by something that is equally loud. So if you're not clear on what the motivation is, get clear. What would having 2000 extra instagram followers actually mean for you what would that look like in terms of sales okay if that's the difference it's going to make in your life is that motivating enough for you to go look at you know i don't know swami insta famous Saraswati and see what she's doing and take notes and start to do more of what she's doing or the ways that she's doing it you do it your way but you know Learn from her. The motivation has to be fierce enough to overcome any, uh, you know, any 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 um, setbacks or any um, second guessing. You need to be motivated enough so that you're not going to self abandon. So there you have it, folks. What I want you to next time you're confronted with comparisonitis, I want you to remember this observational learning. Four points attention, retention, reproduction, and motivation. Use the 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 the, you know use it draw inspiration, motivation, and specifics from people who are way better than you are. Guess what? Doesn't matter how good you are, there will always be people who are way better, not even just a little bit better. No, we're all amazing, we're all brilliant. Yeah, sure, okay, at a metaphysical level. That's accurate. But look, in manifest reality, whether that's an illusion for you or not, there are always going to be people who are just better than you are at stuff. Like, that's just the way that it goes. I mean, I don't know. DM me on Instagram if you think you are actually the best at something. I, I, I'm keen to meet you. But shit, I don't think I'm the best at anything. Maybe loving my dog. Maybe no one else does that as good as me, but pretty much everything else there's going to be someone who's better at it than me. Great. Awesome. How many teachers do I have? I can just go learn from all of them. So, so, so cool. And to finish up for today, I had a little geeky extra thing. (laughs) Man, here you go. You can have it. So, um, so a couple of things. I want you to start stalking people, not, in a, not actually stalking, but I mean, you know, social media stalking, intentionally, not randomly. You're not going to go follow all of these people so that every time you open Instagram you just feel shitty about yourself. I'm not talking about that. But if you, are, if you are looking to get better at a particular thing right now, I want you to go find one or two people who are doing it way better than you are. One or two people, and I'm throwing you into a pit here, one or two people who are doing it way better than you are, and then I want you to go through this process. How? Why? What? What's different? What can you learn? Write it down, get clear on it, reproduce it, make your own version of it, and make sure that you are so lit up and clear about why that if your mind says, but who are you two? You can just say, not now, girlfriend, I've got something to go get done and get better at. Go stalk one or two people. When I say stalk, you know what I mean. Don't really stalk, but just follow them and watch their stuff, consume their content, uh, and apply observational learning to squeeze the juice. Use comparisonitis as your guru. Here is my final thing. This is really childish. So here you go. This is really childish. Um, this there is a person in in there is a person in our community who who I never actually know if she's actually real or if she's a made-up nemesis, so I'm gonna give her another name. I'm gonna call her Joanna the Kite Surfer. Joanna the Kite Surfer is a nemesis of one of my colleagues. And I was thinking about this today. Like we need to Joanna the Kite Surfer, who is obviously better at everything and on a bad day can throw my client into compare and despair. And instead what I'm suggesting for everybody is that we say, hey, thanks, Joanna. That's awesome. Uh, I've learned a whole bunch from you and I'm going to go implement that in my business. So here's what I – this is childish, right? It's really childish. So I think what you can say, if you're still feeling like niggling resentment or niggling jealousy or niggling judginess about Joanna the kite surfer, I want you to use the term – we get to celebrate her incrementally and this is what I think you can say. So there's a line in of obviously listening to KD today and I was sing, you know singing away and one of my favorite uh, one of my favourite chants is that Kashi Vishwanath in part because, you know, Varanasi is freaking gorgeous. But and also because I suspect, well, you know, what do they say? Vaishnavite in public, Shaivite with your friends, tantrika at home. Shiva is my go-to guy. Also cuz you just get a you get Hanuman thrown in there for free and I like it too far. Anyway, that's one of my favorite chants to chant um uh, with KD and um there's a part, you know, there's a, there's part of it where rather than saying Hara Hara Mahadev, he says Bum Bum Mahadeva Shambo and I thought today I'm like, you know, I never actually knew what that meant. It's it sounds kind of funny. And every time he says it I kind of do that like I told you this was childish, right? I'm like, he 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 said, bum, ha ha, ha. right? I'm childish. So I thought, well, hang on a second, we can use this here because sometimes, actually, you just want to cuss somebody. in, But we're trying to grow up, and we're trying to get better than that. But here's the thing, bum bum is the same as saying hahahah, right? So if you are, this is, I know I'm saying it again, it's really childish, but. If you are feeling still triggered by your nemesis, by your business rival, by your formerly thrown under the doona, and now deciding that you might, in fact, apply these five—sorry, uh, four—observational uh, uh, learning skills, you get to say thank you to your nemesis by chanting to him, her, them, rather than "hada hada," Amy McDonald. You get to say. Bum, bum, Amy McDonald, and still be very deeply respectful because you're still saying praise be to you, Joanna the Kite Surfer. But it might be a little more satisfying if you are working at the very childish level that I am right now. Bum, bum, Joanna Kite Surfer. Sometimes you just need to say it, but you get to know that you're actually saying, you know, praise be to you, the fractal of divine consciousness that is currently manifesting in the form of Joanna the Kite Surfer. Bum, bum bomb bomb anyway there you go (laughs) oh man you know it's grown-ups around here really hey thanks everybody for just uh listening to this thing and for everybody who sent me notes uh, about last week i had a lot of great notes about the purple one who people re-watching i think we we burned out that youtube video with the abundant yoga teacher community uh on that Um, particularly YouTube so thanks everybody who sent me notes I love hearing from you thanks everybody so much who writes reviews you're all amazing on Apple Podcasts and of course uh, ratings love that Um, I really really appreciate all of you or again don't forget uh, social media confidence round six I think starts next Tuesday Mm -hmm. so if you haven't signed up yet uh, you need to do this course if you haven't done it yet really let me help you uh, unless you're crushing your socials, you need this course. And I want you to feel good about social media. not Feel good about it. Actually, bloody enjoy it. But most of all, get the business boon from it because it's where it's at. And if uh, if you're not feeling great about it, you need to do this course. The end. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. I've got some free training coming out because it's September and I always think we need a kick in the pants in September. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be coming out in my newsletter. Take care, everybody, and thanks for being awesome. Bum, bum. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favour to ask, if you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at @amy_yoga_biz_coach. Take deep care.